All right, welcome to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm Connor, and I'm here as always with Calvin. Hello. And we have Katian again. Hey. And we are continuing our conversation on uh, we're all going to the World's Fair. We ended up making this a two-parter because I just felt like we had so much to say about it. So uh, go ahead and sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy as we kind of elaborate on more of our feelings on this film. Yeah. Was there a point in this movie where you thought something paranormal was happening, that the World's Fair was like a real curse or like a real event that was affecting people? Or is this all just... Is this all just psychological? Is it all some kind of like psychosis that these people who participate put themselves into and then they just get wrapped up in their own idea of what's happening? They've created their own lore around this. They've built up themselves in their own story in a way that it can only end in like tragedy. Or do you think there is some, some kind of dark magic taking place? Well, I think JLB... See, that's why I'm not quite set on any JLB theory because I think he wanted to believe there was something happening. Like he did a freeze frame on her face when she was sleeping, and he's like, "This is this means something." It, it just that's the only like, scary part of the movie. It's yeah, like actually, genuinely good. That's like the scariest. Yeah, it's a super that and yeah, the warm milk was scary. <laughs> <laughs> like I forgot this about freaking, that. Part. See, that's like the, what did you say? Because you said something during the movie. Yeah, because yeah. he's microwaving, microwaving his milk. I was like, "That's the creepiest thing I've seen so far." Yeah, it's just funny, guy, because just like. You just don't like microwaves. That's all it no, is. No, but I also don't like milk or hot milk. And it's like, <laughs> that makes me think he uh, not necessarily lost a child, but more like he wants to be a child. Like, that is such a ch- child-soothing, like, American thing. Or maybe it's a, a thing that he did for his child and that he's trying to keep the ritual yeah, uh, so he, like, a part of it, a part of his life. I think either way, yeah, no matter how you look at it, weird. there is something... The, the character of JLB is deeply disturbed in some way. Yeah. But my my point about him is I, I always think he was like genuine in how he cared about someone. There was never anything nefarious I thought he was yeah. doing. Is he chaotic? He's certainly, That's a whole other conversation. He's certainly right. creepy. Yeah. Like, is he chaotic good? Chaotic yeah, yeah. evil? Yeah. Like, or how, lawful good? That's just a guy that doesn't understand basic social structures. It's not That's, okay yeah. to care about people that much that you don't know. And he doesn't know her. Anyway, so... But I like, think that's part of the question of the movie. Because like, yeah. I think that speaks more to, because I really, like I said, I think this is about people in fringe groups who are so isolated. The only way they get that, they the only way they can fill that gap for human interaction is to do it in this really unorthodox mm-hmm. way online. So I, I, I do think like he's just this really tormented soul who can't interact with people in a real way. Mm-hmm. So the only way he can do it is through a creepy video on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe. I, I kind of think of like, okay, this, the same thing. Like the woman that was shushing Casey to sleep uh, when she was out in the uh, shattered barn or whatever. The man um, cave. Yeah, the man cave yeah. with the pool table. Um, if you were to do that to a loved one, there's that's not um, that's not ambiguous what your intentions are are at all it's a selfless loving act but over the internet what it just feels completely different well, you know what that is that's like the asmr video yeah i was gonna yeah. say there was a lot of asmr in there AM, uh, asmr do you know what it stands for i should have looked it up before a sympathetic mm, auditory auditory i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember auditory <laughs> People like yeah. it. Some people like. I hated that part of the movie. I did not like watching that video of her stroking the camera, and I didn't like the blurry uh, shots. I think that was so important though, because that was just that was someone who isn't getting loved by anyone. Yeah. This video of someone who might just be doing it for views 
or maybe they actually do care about someone. I think it's the same idea as JLB. Like, why is this person recording them a, a video of them engaging in a loving act on the internet? Oh, it's yeah. certainly for view. Like that. That's like a huge. That's, that's a, like a huge part ASMR, of YouTube yeah. is the right. whole, yeah. Sure. It's so like, but like in the, this case, if it's just like, to, yeah. yeah, for sure. But if it's just like for someone her. who's got like a few 400 views, does that change the purpose of why you make that video? Well, yeah. we get less than a few 400 <laughs> views and we still do this. Why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I think part I think of why more, we... I think it's more telling about Casey. It, yeah. The fact that like, you know, she's so lonely that the only way she gets like real nice good night is to watch someone else like someone's yeah. video oh you know, for sure I, yeah. I think i for sure i think it says more about casey but i think there is just that it's just that other layer of like another person engaging in uh the internet and what how we're all doing it through the the medium of time for sure these are yeah. all yeah. memories they're not actually real real people so yeah. it's reactions to the memory of another person which is then made into a memory of themselves for someone else to interact with, which mm -hmm. is so bizarre that there's, you can almost think of like all human interaction as having a time lag. It's basically still human interaction, but because of the time lag, it's a completely different thing. And I don't think that biologically we're wired to understand any of it. No, I, that's such a good way to put yeah. it, that there's a lag on human interaction when you do it online. I think that's a really good way to put it. It's certainly, we live in a very strange time. <laughs> but we're getting used to it, right? Like we're getting mm -hmm. used to like, I'd rather text someone than call them because if they ask me a question, I want a chance to think about it. Like I don't ever want to answer in real time, ever. Yeah. So I think we are getting programmed to be like, oh, we do have to wait or whatever. Well, and, and there's certainly still like, you still have like dopamine responses to oh, yeah. interactions you have online. So it's not like the, it feels like it's an artificial way to get the same sort of result. Yeah. Like it's not quite human human interaction, but your brain sort of thinks it is. So it feels like enough. It's keeping you on there. Yeah. Well, that like, I don't think this is all about like the internet, like sucking your energy and being like a succubus and like take, but it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. But to circle back to paranormal activity, which is where we started. Yes. The beginning of this, <laughs> this crazy thread. Like, so me not watching a lot of YouTube videos or really being in that like YouTube scrolling vibe. I thought a lot of the videos they were showing were like actually happening. I thought this was this whole thing that she was going through. Like, I, I think it took me until after talking to Calvin and like seeing that it was this whole like timeline phenomenon that when I was actually watching the movie, I was like, oh, he's pulling tickets out of his arm. Like when that guy has the right. mold or like, oh, he gets sucked into the computer. I was like, I don't, I had a kind of time to read the title, but I didn't understand how it fit in. I actually, so I had trouble understanding yeah. the layout. I think that video of the, the kid who gets sucked into the computer, yeah. I think it's a, a joke to mock scary movies. I think it was yeah. it was meant to be like, this is not what this movie it's is. It's like a The Ring thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's its production quality is like kind of a little bit higher than what the rest of the movie is. Yeah. It feels <laughs> like. And it's got it's got some some VFX in it. <laughs> and it's it's really poorly acted. He's like, get out of there. Like, turn off the computer. Yeah. And yeah, it felt very much yeah. like what Top Gun is going to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to, to do that one. <laughs> I know you're not, but I am. Uh, but that yeah. that clip uh, from that kind of YouTube session we go through, I thought it was mocking. Uh, oh, totally. Like, this is how yeah. you could take this same premise and make a really crappy movie and it would look mm -hmm. like this. Yeah. 
and it was supposed to be a joke. I, I actually, that was, I think I laughed. I, it was actually one of the, like, a genuinely funny part in what is a pretty dreary movie. Yeah, because I, I thought it was just going to be, like, the same thing. Nothing happens, and slowly things ha- start happening later in the clip, or, like, it jumps ahead forward in that in that season or something. But the fact that it actually just comes out a la ring, and <laughs> <laughs> I think that was such a great way of saying, like, yeah, that's stupid, and we're not doing that. In case you haven't figured it out, we're not doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think now we've gotten kind of our own ideas out on this movie. Yeah. I I researched some articles because it, it, this felt like a movie that not a lot of people were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to go and check and see if there had been anything about it. So I will read you the title of the article and you tell me if that's what the movie is about or not. I love it. Okay. Oh, I'm so, ex- I'm so excited yeah. for this. So the first article I have is we're all going to the World's Fair take on horror and the Internet echo chamber. And this oh, by, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I recognize that, that one's by David Sims. Uh, I didn't read that one, but... Uh, uh, I did. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I wanted to form all of my own opinions. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm glad that you did, because, yeah, I mean, I think he's just, he's such a smart, um, a smart reviewer. And I, I think I totally... Like, we didn't really talk much about echo chambers, but that's absolutely what's happening with uh, Slenderman, the, the whale suicides, and with this movie as an expression of those it's it's totally just like when you get sucked into the youtube rabbit hole you only get told by the algorithm like this is what reality is or this is how people work so i i yeah i mean i agree with them i, have, I haven't disagreed with david sims yeah. yet there's a quote from it he says uh Shoburn wants the audience to wonder whether supernatural forces forces are at work or uh the mere echo chamber of creepiness yeah which i, I think essentially is what the movie's doing because it yeah. feels like for a lot of it until kind of you get that for sure moment at the end where she's like, I'm just playing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I still don't think that's a for sure moment, but I do think yeah. that there's enough that you can look in like, this is all just acting. She's all just, she's just acting in all of these. Yeah. I don't know. See, like I got so much like less like the internet, like by the end, after thinking about it, I was like, this isn't a, this is about the internet, but this is so much more about like not knowing who you are, like trying to figure it out. Mm. But the scary thing about echo chambers or whatever you can find on the internet is that you can be anything and anyone can tell you what to be. Right. And like, when do you, when do you remember what, why you started or like where you're going? Mm-hmm. I guess my trouble with the term echo chamber is I feel like that's applied so much to politics lately mm-hmm. where well, you, think- just, you just want to keep hearing that you're right all the time. Whereas I feel like the kind of the community surrounding like the, the telling of stories online, these horror stories it feels like it's more uh, expansive and inclusive. Like there, there are sites where forums where someone like creates a creature or something and then a bunch of people like add to that forum like, oh, maybe it does this. Maybe this is its power. Maybe this is what makes it scary. So that to me sounds like this movie feels like less of a commentary on the echo chamber of creepiness to me. That's that's sort of my issue. Maybe it's just the terminology is where I have the trouble with. Yeah. But yeah. I do like I do understand it's the idea of like kind of being stuck in this repetitive cycle like she certainly is into the creepy aspect of the internet. And so she technically, you know, is in an echo chamber. But I just feel like the term has changed enough to where I didn't yeah. love that, like, title in it. The title. Well, I think it's, I think it's the, I think it is right. Because I think that the, the echo chambers just, yeah, are applied to politics and how it really just erodes societies in general. But I think echo chambers exist in, in everything. Because you can really just think of echo chambers as the, the, your sphere of influence, even in your real life. So I think... 
because there's a, a psychological phenomenon too that I, I uh, the term itself is um, I'm blanking on. But if you tell a lie enough times, it becomes a truth. And that's exactly what's happening with this, um, the World's Fair, that she's just watching so many videos like, oh, this is actually happening. Yeah. And I'm a part of this as well. And I think that's where, where this, uh, the echo chamber exists is when you keep reinforcing the same idea, whether it's true or not, um, is why it is an echo chamber. Because mm-hmm. this, we are stating this is the, the state of things and irregardless of truth. Yeah, like the Slenderman stuff or like people like there's a YouTube channel where this girl just like lives her life and is lonely and like then you think you should get murdered and like maybe her boyfriend did it. But then it turns out like she staged the whole thing. Right. And so like some people think that's so cool. They're like, that's lore. That's myth. Well, maybe it started out as like that. But because you were just channeling all these same people who were so invested in it and involved in it, like they believed it and they acted on it. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what's cool. Yeah. So I when, so I agree. I think yes. This is this is about echo chambers in one sense, but I think I still think of this as a as a, a tool. The internet is a tool and with in conjunction with lonely and hurt people. Yeah. So not so much an echo chamber per se. I think that's one iteration or one um thing that they explore with it, but I think that what you come to this movie with the idea of First and foremost, it's really about how hurt people uh, use the internet. All right, my next one is for Katya. So <laughs> I'll read the title and you tell me, is this, is, it, is this a good way to describe the movie? We're all going to the World's Fair review. Exhilarating gaming horror mashup. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was hoping for that reaction. I read that title and I said about the same thing. <laughs> I was just listening to it. I thought you were going to say, we're all going to the world's fart. <laughs> I was like, he's got to say something That would be such ridiculous. a great negative review for that. Like, if we wanted to write an article that was like how bad this movie is, that would be a great title for it. Yeah, but I didn't... So I don't understand where the any gaming aspect came into this at all. It's, because, it's the idea of role playing. Yeah, but not there was no... In, there was no inspiration or guide. Like, there's just other YouTube Well, think videos. of it like D&D. Like, that's a game. So it's it's guided storytelling. I'm with you. I think it's yeah. a, I think it's a poor choice of title because saying yeah. you're in a role playing game is different than saying gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gaming is synonymous with like yeah. I'm going to hop on Xbox Live or I'm going to get on my PlayStation. Yeah. So to say you're gaming in your title to me it's a little complicated. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not. So go, oh, whoa, don't don't uh, say I'm not like saying advocating like what a good title. I'm just clarifying what they probably right. meant. Yeah, but I still this is like so this is so advanced for me. <laughs> do you like have, a, do you have I- an issue with them using exhilarating in the title? Oh, wait, read the title again. I it, heard exhilarating, but... Exhilarating to- gaming horror mashup. Yeah. We walked out of this and you're like, that was boring. Yeah, <laughs> I was bored a lot of the time, but I also felt very uncomfortable a lot of the rest of the time, like thinking about the internet and like my people I know and younger people. I'm just like, oh God, that's gotta be so hard right like so confusing like what if i had found that like i'm listening to a podcast and she was talking about like writing harry potter fan fiction on like a neopets chat board (laughs) (laughs) as a kid with like a screen name from a with a kid from the village Like, and I'm like, that is exactly like, if I had the internet, that's exactly what I would have wanted to do. But (laughs) 
I couldn't. So I just sat around staring into space and like doing it in my head. Right. And then I would be like, oh, that's in my head. Okay, now time to do stuff. But it's so interesting that like kids can do that now, like in real life. They're like, oh, this isn't just like pretend. This isn't just like dress up. We're role playing. And like, I don't have any control over where the role play goes because I'm performing for this huge audience of millions of people that include me, a 13, 14, 15 year old, and like 30, 40, 50 year old like doing whatever like increasingly horrific things right yeah that's what's creepy to me like how can this be a role-playing game yeah and i think the biggest problem with just the internet in general is no matter where you go even if a majority of people don't are you know don't like what you're doing you're gonna get reinforced in a positive sense whatever you're doing from some from somewhere yeah i mean that's that's what's really scary is even if you don't know yourself People are going to reinforce whatever you're acting out and it will slowly become you. Which is almost a good thing and bad thing about the internet. Uh, Like you could find like your your total niche group that agrees with you and like can support you on something. Mm -hmm. But if your niche group is terrible... It's scary because there are still other people out there who will identify with that. That's where echo chambers get scary. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it's like, well you don't know who your support system is going to be. Like, I think it's always so cool when people find a support system through the internet, like any of these people, anybody will know on the director that she, or they went through a transition during writing this, this screenplay. And that was when they realized they wanted to transition from a man to a, a woman or a female body. Like when you find a community that can support that like that's amazing but also sometimes people reach out to these communities for support when they have people around them that want to give them support yeah like, that's always that. interesting too like maybe you're just right. isolated and you don't have anybody amazing maybe you're around a ton of people that want to love you but you don't want that there's certainly a level the of there's certainly a level of anonymity you get online that yeah. makes some aspects of life more comfortable and mm-hmm. more easy to go through than confronting them with actual people. Yeah. So I think that I I think you're yeah that makes sense to be both and right in both ways. Like you can find a community online because it might be easier, but the idea that maybe if I just opened up to the people around me, mm-hmm. I could get that same level of support, maybe even better. Yeah. And if I haven't made myself clear, because I guess <laughs> when I just keep saying tool, I guess, yeah, everyone knows tool. that means. Oh, That's, tool, the band? Yeah, you exactly. like tool, right? Uh, they're not <laughs> quite hard enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that uh, that's exactly what I'm, what I'm saying. It's like, it's great that you can find a community because it's a tool. It's bad that you can find a community that reinforces mm. things that are going to hurt you, like also as a tool, because the tool doesn't have any moral standpoint. It's because it's not concerned with the ends. It's just a means. And that's what the internet is. And I think yeah. there are, there's a, a melancholy, bittersweet note throughout this whole movie about how there are good things to this. Like that that woman that is uh, just shushing the camera on the ASMR and uh, Casey's trying to sleep with it. That's almost like a little loving thing that uh, Casey uh, has found in a, in a world that doesn't care about her, where she seems to be contemplating suicide after, because it was right after she pulled the gun out and then put it back. Right. Yeah. That here's a small corner of this tool that can give her some solace. What is it? Yeah. In Arrival, they talk about... They're, they're trying to describe tool to the aliens, like the word tool, or they're like, you can't, yeah. you can't say hammer because, well, they, some people will see, see hammer and they'll think tool. Someone else will see hammer and think weapon. So mm-hmm. it's like that same kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do we, how do we communicate that? How do we, how do we understand that? And what do we use it for? Mm-hmm. And who's responsible for that? Right. Like 
is it up to you as a user? Like, the, yeah, again, I think it's so easy to think like the internet is nefarious or has a purpose or like has a hidden agenda, but it really doesn't. I, I don't, the internet is not innately anything. Yeah. It's all based on who's you. using it. Yeah. It's like, how do you want to use it? Yeah. There was a, oh, I can't remember. Man, I'm, I'm just full of things <laughs> that I don't remember the term for. You got to cite your, your references. <laughs> yeah. We just, well, we'll get, we'll get to the point, but there's a, a, um, it's not Occam's razor, but it's something similar. Um, so type something similar, Occam's razor, <laughs> some abortion. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, David's razor. I don't think it is David's razor. I'm making but... that up. It's Caleb's razor? <laughs> no. It's, yeah. But anyways, it's something similar. So Occam's razor is um, basically uh, when given the choice between two ideas, uh, choose the one that is, that was a dog, not a person. So, <laughs> Um, when, uh, given the, the choice of two ideas, like choose the one that is less complicated, that's where you, uh, what ultimately makes more sense. Like if, if it's, if it is more complicated to arrive at this, uh, this event through this solution, then this pro- more likely it's the simpler, the simpler of the two explanations. The other one, do you want me to go through a list? I found one. Okay. You found it. You found it. Okay. So you have Occam's razor yeah. where it's like, keep it simple, stupid. That's great. That makes, I mean, I said it in a lot more words than that. Uh, there's Grice's razor, which no. is, you know what I meant. Hume's razor, which is evidence must be equal to claims. I love Hume's razor. I use that a lot. Hitchens razor, which is no evidence, no argument. Uh, Alder's razor. Oh, no experiment, no argument. And Hanlon's razor, which is people aren't evil. Yeah. Hanlon's razor is actually what it is. It's, you can't, uh, don't attribute to uh, volition someone's malintent. What you can, which you can equally uh, attribute to stupidity. That's such a good way. That's such a good. <laughs> and I think that's what the internet is. It's like everyone wants this big, giant, white conspiracy, but it's how we make neural networks and exchange information in a space that we just don't understand. Yeah, we don't get it. That's. I think that's why conspiracy theory threads spread so easily. Is because. If we were just talking amongst us, it wouldn't. It just doesn't go very far. But when it's detached from any single source, it feels like it's actually news or like oh, some secret. Yeah, I knew when we got out of this movie, and after I had like <laughs> maybe a day to digest it, I was like, this is gonna be such a good conversation that oh, yeah. is gonna end up not being about the movie at all. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, like, it can't be. because it feels like it just it feels like this opened up like so many doors for for interesting things to talk about, which is why I was really excited to talk about it. But I have one more article title I want to read. Oh, yeah. I forgot we were still doing that. (laughs) We're All Going to the World's Fair is a coming-of-age creepypasta. That was by Wired. She died, though, so I don't know if it's (laughs) come-of-age. We don't know. No. Okay. (laughs) I agree with that one the most. Okay. Can you elaborate? Because I disagree with that one the most. To me, oh, a, interesting. You agreed a, with the exhilarating gaming mashup. Oh, no, I, okay, sorry. I didn't agree with that one either. That's you agreed a, it was a, a terrible Were you title. exhilarated? Well, to me, a coming-of-age story is some kind of a transition that takes place in a character where they move from childhood to adulthood yeah. or some aspect of them moves from childhood to adulthood. Yeah. If anything, I think Casey becomes more of a child because she stays engaged in an imaginary story. She is not growing up. She's staying a part of this thing that she's comfortable with. She's not moving on. So I think that she's staying a child. I, I, I think it's just cool to say coming of age in any movie that has a young kid in it. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah. If you compare it to like Stand By Me or like <laughs> or My Pizza. Girl. 
<laughs> oh, Licorice Pizza is the greatest coming of age story we've no, ever talked nobody about. Nobody came right. or aged in that movie. <laughs> 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 Including us. Well, <laughs> so. Uh, the only reason I resonate with that one the most is because I do think this is all about, I don't, I think Casey's real, Calvin. She's not made up. I think it's oh, all no, about Oh no, but, but she killed herself at the end. Yeah. Well, maybe she killed, or maybe she Because he had to finish the story. Yeah. Maybe she just disappeared though. Maybe he was just worried she killed herself. There's like, maybe she got help. Maybe she pulled out. Like, we don't know. And again, I for think sure. I think he tells the story for closure for yeah, himself. Yeah, I think like, it's I think all Casey's about still him. alive. I think this is all about the stories we tell ourselves yeah. to make ourselves okay with things, and like mm-hmm. also all about like how do we play with who we are. Like she got to do all these cool things, like with the like once we didn't really see her before the the challenge, but once she got in the challenge, she had this whole like frame to start to like express herself, like. Before we can assume she was just watching these videos. She was just, she wasn't interacting. Mm -hmm. And then once she took the challenge, she started interacting. She started showing herself. She started like playing around with like, oh, I'm this. I want to like, I'm going to sing. I'm going to dance. I'm going to scream. I'm going to let out all this stuff that's going on. I don't get it. You're going to watch it or not. Like her videos didn't get that much views. It's not like she was necessarily doing it for her viewers. As much as it was just being a participant in life. Yeah, I think this it was is her a, participating. I yeah. think it was her figuring out like what she could be outside of what she had. Is that coming of age though? Like, I think so. Did because she, she says it's stage like, to another, I guess. If you say like, it's all make believe, it's all pretend at the end. I think that's that if you say it in that way, in that type of conversation, it's, it's tacit acknowledgement that uh, to the contrary, you know, or not tacit knowledge to the contrary, but just it, it, it shows that she knows that it isn't real, that she is a part, that she is play acting all of this. And so she is aware. And I think that's part of it. It's like, I think what's really interesting to think about this is you can think of uh, like some philosophers have likened it to the aesthetic life as the life unlived or uh, the life unobserved. And that's what she's, kind of doing here it's it's weird to think about because the aesthetic life is usually something just going you're doing what you've been given um and you're not trying to question or go against the flow it's really weird in the sense uh of engaging in an online space and engaging in an echo chamber if she is living an aesthetic life is she because she's breaking out of the norm of her mundane life and engaging with something is she is she engaging aesthetically or is she actually trying to live a new life? Yeah. And she could have killed yeah. herself or she could have been like, yeah, I'm done with this game now and got off it and gone and done other things. I just still, I think the term coming of age is not ambiguous. I think it means something to storytelling and it's a, it's very, I think it's very direct and very descriptive of what it means. So to say well, coming of age doesn't like quite, Lance me again part of the reason i wanted to bring up these articles is because i just thought they all had bad names they just, like, <laughs> yeah. none of them really like nailed what the movie was about and like reading the articles yeah. they all hit on parts that like uh, explain the movie well touched on like uh, content within it and perspectives yeah. on it but i just thought they all had pretty bad titles which i feel like i guess that's true i, yeah. I feel like if you're gonna grab someone it, it, they did a good job grabbing me because i was like that's not what this yeah, movie this is, is stupid. yeah okay so what would you title it coming to age <laughs> Oh man, coming to an end. Just coming to. Man, I don't know how I, I would title it, but I just know it's not it's not a coming of age story to me. 
in like I guess the purest description of that of that phrase. Mm-hmm. It's not an echo chamber. I think in the in terms of how that term has been skewed now, and it's not. It's certainly not an energizing game playing movie, yeah. gaming movie. Yeah. Again, I just think the words chosen were yeah. to be flashy title, and they weren't meant to like really convey what the movie is about. Which is yeah. unfortunate because almost all the media surrounding this movie doesn't really. really talk about what it's about. And not even the trailer shows what the movie's really about. So, it's so good. I think it's like, it's like coming to, I think it's a lot about coming to self. But that is also after listening to a lot of interviews from the director where she's like, or they're like, dude, I realized who I was when I was writing this, this screenplay. And like. I wanted it to be ambiguous and like I wanted it to resonate with a lot of people for a lot of different reasons and I wanted it to do it on a low budget and I wanted it to be cool and like not like turn people off but be done right. done well. So it's like it's just this cool like cluster of what happened, what what is it about? Like Casey did all this stuff, so and so did all this stuff. Some people pick up like, oh, this is this weird pedophile internet connection. Like it'd be really interesting to hear like what a thirteen year old or fourteen year old had to say about this movie because they they might just be like, Oh yeah, like that's the internet. Yeah, this you know, movie, they like, may have nothing like, to yeah, say about whatever. it. Like, I, I, I do this on you know? I do this before breakfast. Yeah, like. they're like, I've done, I've already put out like three <laughs> videos today uh, under three different pen names. Yeah. <laughs> I've and done the World's Fair four what's times. The big like, deal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've only done yeah. the World's Fair once. Yeah. Because well, when you actually yeah. see the video, it was just like flashing screen, and you're like, it was That's just it? a ritual. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. There was no like weird video. So I like to grab these every once in a while. Uh, IMDb has reviews on movies, and uh, I found a, a really good one. <laughs> um, so it says, uh, if two hours of nothing happening turns you on, then you're in luck. <laughs> Besides a really great performance by Anna Cobb, this movie is boring. I mean, almost nothing happens at all. Uh, the big plot twist at the end is silly and not very shocking in the slightest. So if you hate action and entertainment, that this is the movie for you. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's funny that they probably meant that as a dig. And I'm just like, oh, good. Because, Sign me up. Yes. You're like, oh, yeah. no action, no entertainment. How, yes. how, yeah. I mean, how long are we going to be driving in a car? <laughs> <laughs> three hours. <laughs> Unabbreviated three hours. We're going to do it twice, too. <laughs> oh, God. I'm I, ready for Drive My Car like Road Trip. <laughs> the sequel. That no, comes spring, out. Drive My Car Spring, spring Breakers. Break. Yeah. 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 And then, and then the, the threequels, uh, Drive My drive my car euro trip <laughs> oh my gosh then you got to get the, the crossover it's like medea drives my car oh yeah my gosh. and then yeah and then harold and kumar drive my car <laughs> yeah, oh God. <laughs> the possibilities are endless yeah and they all they don't sound great but i mean like <laughs> talk about a cinematic universe i have come i i have come to like that movie so much more after like because yeah. I, I edited our podcast for that and everything and like listening to all the points again i was like man I, I kind of messed this one up. Like, it's a pretty good movie. It's well, it's, it's certainly still long, but it's yeah. it's certainly if you good. engage with it one time, I can totally understand why you would come away from with all of your opinions because it is it's a slog. It really is. Right. I mean, there's no there's no um, there's no way around saying that. It's just that some people enjoy those slogs, um, like me, because sometimes on the first time through, I can pick up a lot more because I've I've. I've been in the sloggiest swamps before. <laughs> that one is so, I mean, when someone says exhilarating gamer mashup, like, I mean, I was exhilarated so yeah. many times throughout watching um, 
Uh, That's the wrong world spared, man. No, I know. he was exhilarated. <laughs> yeah, His jaw I was, had dropped. It's just crazy. I was just like, I was just like, yeah, I just couldn't get past like, we're still hanging on this shot. Yeah. And this person is doing all of these things and it feels just so real. Um, it's certainly engaging. I, I remember talking after that. I was yeah. like, I was into the movie from start to finish. Like, mm-hmm. but it, this, yeah. it's, it's not paced out in a, in a exhilarating way, I don't think. Right. But it's certainly engaging. Um, I would like to watch it again. I would like, too. Knowing what I know now. And Are we like talking about it. Drive My Car? Or no, what? we're talking about where I was going somewhere. I'm never watching Drive My Car again in my life. No, this is um, a, a cool hour 26. <laughs> this is an easy yeah, one to get through. Yeah, this is an hour and a half. Yeah. It's like, I think I'd like, I'd really like to watch it again. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I, I hope that like if anyone listens to this and gives it a shot, like that's the point of watching a movie like this to me was just, I and just like again, it's expanding your palate. Like watch yeah. something you wouldn't expect to, and this movie wasn't what I expected anyways because it mm-hmm. doesn't match up with the trailer. It doesn't match up with like article titles, mm-hmm. and it was still something I was like, yeah. I'm right there with you, like Katya. Like I definitely want to see this again. Yeah, I, I said it too. <laughs> okay. Kevin. Yeah, we knew you, you were slogging through swamps yeah. <laughs> with your little whatever it was, red sports car. Oh yeah, what was it? Oh, I don't remember because I A keep thinking sob. about the book. All right, do we want to close the this book one out? Is different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on a. Oh, oh actually, you hey. know. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> don't close that door on us okay. yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, you can go first. I just wanted to let you know that uh, Jane Schoenbrunn is doing an A24 film next. Oh, what is it? it it's something about internet and Oh, stuff. it's not titled yet or anything? Just... I don't remember the title. Okay. It might be, may or may not be titled, but it's a... Or they got picked up after this. Oh, good. Because so again, sorry. like that's like yeah. I would, I love that a, a film like this gets made and then yeah. it gets you like boosted to, to make something and, and especially by a studio that we love. So yeah, it's yeah. going to be awesome. And that's why like a big part of them being like, I'm not going to compromise. So now when I do A24, I can do it how I want to do it because they know I can do it. Like I'm mm-hmm. at the top of the power triangle here. Right. They know I can, I know my shit, right? Like. Speaking of A24, uh, we didn't mention it yet, but David Lowry was an executive producer on this yeah. who did one of my favorite movies, also uh, produced by A24, uh, A Ghost Story. He directed that. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say Pete's Dragon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that. <laughs> but I, I love that like within the industry because uh, David Lowry essentially self-funded A Ghost Story, which was like a passion project for him, a really low-budget movie that he kind of just did in secret and put out. And then so to be an executive producer and help someone else who's like, hey, like this is a movie I want to make and not compromise on it. I want it to be a story that I care about. Like I love that David Lowry is a producer on this because it felt like that's been the MO for some movies he d- he's done. That's probably why because of Casey Affleck is why the character is named Casey. Yeah, there's that. Dude, maybe oh, the worlds are connected. Tying, yeah. Crossover event. <laughs> Stop. She was really a ghost the whole time. Dude, I hate this movie now. <laughs> <laughs> You can cut that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my last question for this is, is this movie important? I feel like at this point it's kind of moot. I feel like I've talked about it enough to say that, but I want to know what y'all think about that. So I don't know. And also side note, uh, Jane Schoenbrunn's movie with A24 is called I Saw the TV Glow is what's coming out. So it's poltergeist. So it's like they're doing a bunch of they're doing they're following up on this idea. I love it. Um, So I think in that sense, like if this is I think this is it's hard to say. I think it's like important in the sense that people should watch it. 
I think it's important in the sense that it was released at like Sundance, right? Or like Well, I mean like is this an important was, like culturally for for people to see? Is this an important film in I like yeah. I wouldn't say that The Green Knight is an yeah. important movie. I wouldn't say that The Lighthouse is an important movie. I think this is important. I think this is like you like you want people to think about how they interact with the internet you want to think people to think about loneliness you want people to think about this like if if they get the point of it and they can make it past the slow slow burning like what they thought was going to be horror and turned into just like this weird uncomfortable feeling i think that's what's important about it but i don't see how it can appeal to a lot of people that aren't already interested in this stuff yeah i I would like piggyback off that i think deciding if a movie is important or not depends entirely on the person viewing it like we did reviews on some classics that critics would be like like jaws is an important movie or one flew over the cuckoo's nest is an important movie or casablanca is an important movie like these movies mean something to cinema they mean something to the people who have like come before you we reviewed them and i was like these are okay Mm -hmm. like they're none of them are very important to me is this movie really important to me either like it's i think it has a great message i think it does a good job of conveying what it wants to talk about but i mean i'm not gonna ask my mom to watch this and be like this is so important like you need to see this that's funny because i really do think this is an important movie i think this is an important film because like i was saying before of how underrepresented the ideas of uh, how people interact with internet, how how underrepresented those are. It's very, very interesting to see how some. That's not how I interact with the internet, but I un, but I understand that that is the way that a lot of people do. So I think to get yeah. inside of someone's head and why they think the things that they do and how close, like sometimes, like how. Um, how tight the line is they walk between reality and delusion and how destructive that can be is well, without without being sensationalized. I yeah. think that's the thing is like this is not sensationalized, but she really does walk that line. I think it's also really hard. to. I think what's interesting and important about this is it's really hard to say like what's reality and like why is real IRL like reality? Like why is that like for a lot of people, the internet um, excuse is Excuse me, it's reality. called the Earl. <laughs> by who it's everyone a, over 30 it's, oh. no it's a terrible one i'm 29 Kiefer and i reviewed uh the ready player one books oh, and then yeah. we re- reviewed the movie <laughs> when, instead of saying irl they say oh the earl okay oh, I well that's so like it was a, a terrible reference to a previous thing? podcast oh okay gotcha so <laughs> i just think this is like very i think it's just so important for for so many people to like think about how they interact because Mm -hmm. you say you don't interact with that and like I would say I don't interact like this but I watch like I go and scroll on Instagram videos and then sometimes I buy like my shampoo and conditioner because I saw on an Instagram reel or I buy this or that or I like oh I want to go there and I go somewhere because I saw it yeah and it's like that becomes real yeah exactly I I clicked Nintendo Switch Sports one time (laughs) that is every ad before every YouTube video I watch now so I finally just bought it and hopefully they stop they won't (laughs) so it's like this is people's reality some people live their whole life like this and that's yeah that's the thing it's like what I find so interesting about about that there is a whole subsection of I, I wouldn't even call it a subsection. I think there are there are different parts of everybody's life where they go through things of how they interact with with um, the sphere of 
technology this way. So the fact that this just doesn't come up in stories is wild to me. I think this is so, this is such a common experience that we just don't see. And that's why I think it's important is because why aren't we talking about this? We're to- mm-hmm. Everybody is going through this. Everybody understands at some point, at some level, what is happening with this teenage girl, I think. Unless you're maybe... I, I don't even think that... I think that anybody can understand that's, ha- that's had a television. Technology yeah. can completely warp your entire perception of reality. Oh, well, I think the reason you don't get more of these movies... I think there are some of them, but it's because you get the whole movie that takes place through like Skype. Yeah. And it's a bad story and it's bad acting. Mm. And mm-hmm. I think this is just mm-hmm. one of the, this is just a really good version of that. Mm-hmm. I think the story of like internet and technology and how we interact with it, I don't think that that's like a, exactly a new or novel thing. I just think this is probably one of the best depictions of it yeah, I've seen. Yeah. Really yeah. So I, I, just I guess think I could agree it's of, like important in that way. But I, I guess think when there I think are of, other ways yeah. people interact with the internet still that we don't explore that are, that are just as wild. You know, they're really out there. They know they're not even sensational. They're just so crazy because they are so different than um, how you engage in. Uh, you have your online yeah. persona, you have your real person, and then you have your in real life person persona. And those all can be three different things. That's what I think is so crazy. Yeah, I want to see like a rom com. So I'm thinking of like my best friend from high school went to college and then met her now wife like through a chat room and then they like dated through the internet and they didn't really meet each other until like three or four years into their relationship now they're married and living together so i'd love to see like a rom-com like just that's just ltr yeah just like the whole thing because that's so much more realistic than the oh we meet in paris and eat cheese and it was magical oh and someone tripped and i I caught them that's so at a grocery store and then someone ends up yeah, then you. you get eaten alive, <laughs> or you go to college together, and again you get eaten alive. We have a yeah, <laughs> we have an episode coming out on Fresh, which is that's essentially what happens. So. A, a movie that story. I don't think is really as important. <laughs> All right, and with that, I think we're we're gonna get ready to close this one out. This ended up being a better discussion than I thought it was gonna be. I mean, it was a good discussion, it ended up being longer than I thought it was. We went into more places than I was expecting. I was really just, all of my ideas were on um, just the internet it, itself, you know? I mean, yeah. we didn't even get into any psychological archetypes. I think we could like do that. a whole episode on our experiences of the internet. We, yeah. we talked about An Hanlon's Razor, for God's sake. Like <laughs> yeah. this, this, got, this became a really big conversation. Like quoted yeah. from memory. <laughs> <laughs> If I remember correctly, quote, Hanlon's Razor. Yeah, no. if, I re- yeah if I remember from memory, uh, a term of which I am no longer familiar with <laughs> means this thing. I feel like that's, I feel like that was the common theme. So this is a totally real thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is its definition. Or is it? So on a scale of one to 10 lemur eyes, oh. what, do you, oh. what do you give this? Shout out to Poe, the, the dead lemur. Poor Poe. I feel like I feel like Jaden would have had the same thing. Like that was the worst part of the whole. Oh, movie. you're so right. <laughs> it I wasn't think, even a real animal, you know? and I was still like, "What is wrong with you?" Yeah, you know, I had like I think, three or four of those growing up. I had so many. Like, and I didn't even play with them. I just liked them hanging around. Yeah, I, I had a bunch of those little lemurs growing up. I still have my blankie, and I would never like willfully destroy my blankie. Dang. So, Maybe like, if you. If you the world's, world's fair? fair challenge, maybe you would get sucked in and to destroy Pengi. It, even it's all mental. Yeah, I mean that's that's the whole point. 
Did it, make, gonna, it affects you mentally. Okay, I'm going to give it... <laughs> I'll start. I'm going to give it nine. Wow, wow. Lemur eyes. I find your score to be like the most surprising because you came out of the movie saying you were bored. So uh, I, that's a that's a big, uh, a big sway, I think. I was very bored. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the director. I started liking them a lot. And I was very uncomfortable for like a couple hours after watching the movie and the next day. So I think that did a lot. Yeah, this is like a linger with you movie for sure. Yeah, even thinking about it now, I'm like, oh, I feel a little anxious yeah. just imagining what could happen to me or if my you, kids yeah. or whoever. Mm -hmm. No, I, I agree. I, I definitely got, I got caught up in it and I felt like I was still experiencing like whatever level of, like you said, like guilt or angst following the movie and i think that's like a really pretty amazing thing to pull off in a movie where you can you know it's not a big a big spectacle it's not supposed to grab you emotionally it's not going to stun you visually but to like have uh, the effects of a movie wear on you know the next day or two after i think it's like so impressive mm -hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm gonna be right with you I, I think this movie's like an eight i, I thought this was really good yeah i struggle with where where to put this um because there's just a lot of stuff i i found so much fun just from a, from my perspective of like my journey as a filmmaker and then my eventual end as a filmmaker um, was basically this whole. It's never over. You it, can make it. It's. I mean, I'm sure I could pick it back up, but my to this point, I've never made movies outside of basically what they made. So mm -hmm. they're just being able to see a feature like film made with the budget that I was always working with. It's just it's just so, so fantastic. And I think this is an important film. Um, it's just not. It's not a lighthouse, you know, it's not, it's the lighthouse isn't important, but I just, there's so much more that I love about that movie in the way it is structured, but this is still really, really good. Yeah. Um, so of lemur eyes, it's, it's going to be like a 9.3. Dang, I, that sucks. I'm the lowest with an eight. That's, this is a pretty impressive movie then. Like if, if I'm the lowest score with eight. You're always the lowest score with an eight. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I loved this conversation and the fact that it, it expanded so much more than I than I thought. I thought I took a lot of notes and you guys had all done your own research and like Katya especially, like doing more background on the director, I thought like gave a lot more context to the film. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love when we get to have a good conversation. That always like bumps the score up of a movie for me. If I'm able to sit down and like be engaged in a conversation about it, then this movie meant something to me. Mm -hmm. And I think it meant something to all of us because, you know, like, we ended up talking almost two hours about it. Yeah, so. and that's what—that's the whole point of the cinema. Yeah, that's what—that's why I love. Cinema. I mean, we had like a small discussion after the theater, and then like, it's always so sad to me that that's all you ever get with friends. Like, oh, the, the outside the theater, it's cold and it's snowing. Yep. I just and can't it's like think 10. that quickly. It's like, oh, who knows? What's this? What is this going to do to me tomorrow? Yeah, and you sometimes know? these things just these things just after seeing so many different things, though. I I don't think that my my overall opinion really changed of it. Um, I think some of the, the the smaller details really cemented, but it's it's easier to put things in boxes when you've seen so many different forms that film can be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that's that's why I love this. Even still, I could still talk about this for another two hours because of all of the subjects it brings up, and that's what's so important about it. And I think it's great. I I think that's one thing we hope to be as like a podcast is like, hey, maybe you maybe you go see a movie with friends and you guys don't get the chance to talk about it afterwards, or maybe you had to go see a movie by yourself and you want to talk about it. I'd love if this podcast became like a bounce board for you, or like just a way to like 
and again, this is a way people use the internet. It's the way you interact sometimes. Like, hey, maybe I maybe you went and saw the you know we're all going to the World's Fair and you didn't ha- you didn't get to see it with anyone, and you get to throw on this podcast and hear our thoughts on it and feel like you got to be a part of something. I I think that's part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast in the first place. So no, but yeah, I just uh, that's one cool thing that's been able to come about for me from from doing this is just being able to have a conversation about it, which again is something I feel like uh, a lot of people miss out on because like you said, you just finish the movie and then you go home. Uh, but I love having these conversations. This was a great one to talk about. Uh, but yeah, with that, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, I'm Connor, and I'm here as always with Calvin. And thanks for having me. And thanks again, Katya, for joining us. Thank you. And shout out to Tracy. You know who you are. Let me know if you heard this. <laughs> what's the, yeah, what's the code? Is there a code word at the end she needs to tell you to? Oh, oh, it's poop emoji. <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, you can find our podcast on any platform like Apple Podcast or Spotify. We also upload all these to YouTube. Go ahead and leave a comment. Tell us what we're doing well. Tell us what we're doing wrong. And if you have any suggestions for films we should watch in the future, go ahead and leave it in the comments. And with that, thank you for listening to Now This Is Podcasting.